TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. What does the future hold for St. Louis and how do we get there? This is Nothing Impossible on KMOX. Welcome in. Michael and Travis are with you. And on this edition of the show, we're going to talk with one of the biggest businessmen in St. Louis about a new honor. One of the most innovative construction companies out there, Clayco and Bob Clark is coming up. We don't really tie. I mean, I don't know if we really tie construction, engineering and innovation into the same sentence all the time. But of course, it's an industry ripe for innovation and disruption. Yeah, well, so we'll find out why Clayco is getting national recognition, and we'll also hear from Bob Clark about his proposal for the convention center, which created a bit of a stir at the end of the week. So we'll we'll get the details on that from him. And we're also going to talk with uh, the president of Rung for Women. It's a local organization here that does provides co-working space as well as coaching and support for women that are wanting to be entrepreneurs and move into different sectors. Well, they've just forged a new partnership with Maryville University to get more women into geospatial. So we'll hear how that's coming together and what opportunities exist. Yeah, that's a big deal because, first of all, geospatial is a big deal in the St. Louis area, and it's getting bigger every day. That's, of course, a technology in the world of the mapping realm uh, and mapping and current location status and, and just data crunching in general is huge right now. And the National Geospatial Intelligence Agency's Western Headquarters is coming. Lots of companies are clustering here. And Rung for Women is really trying to get more women interested and involved and increase their pay, increase their compensation, their wealth by getting involved in the geospatial field. And then we're going to talk with a site selection expert about, first of all, he says this is the like the biggest resettlement of companies in 50 years. Uh, part of it is COVID. Part of it is rising costs in some areas. And part of it is the changing nature of work. Not as many people have to actually go to the office or what they need in the office is changing. And the, the site selection expert who represents a lot of big companies is also going to tell us what those firms think about St. Louis as as a possible option. Well, I always like having a site selector on a show called Nothing Impossible because can we get that big company here? You know, nothing's impossible. We'll hear what he has to say. All of that is coming up on this edition of Nothing Impossible. Stick around. St. Louis Innovation with Michael and Travis. Nothing Impossible on KMOX. One of the most recognizable St. Louis-born companies, Clayco, has just been named the top workplace for innovators by Fast Company. And joining us right now is Bob Clark, the executive chairman and founder of Clayco. Thank you so much for joining us on KMOX. Hey, you bet. Glad so, to be here. So we'd love to hear, first of all, tell us about this Fast Company honor. Well, it is 
a great honor. Not very many. I think we're the only real construction and engineering company that made the list. Um, construction is not thought of as an incredibly innovative business, but um, I really think of our business as being really technology driven from the from this day I started it, and um, you know, so it's really a great honor. Uh, we're doing a lot of amazing things with technology in the business, and we're being recognized. Uh, for that by our clients more than more than fast company. Bob, you mentioned that, you know, construction, engineering, uh, not necessarily known for innovation, that it involves a lot of risk. How do you innovate and manage risk at the same time? Well, you use technology and you innovate to manage the risk, right? We, you know, there's, there's unbelievable number of tools available to us today that did not exist 25 or 30 years ago. Today, we have the vaccine, you know, for uh, horrible pandemic to protect our workers, you know, something like that. And I think of it like a safety belt, right? But, um, you know, there's just been all kinds of innovations. But we, we're using drones to fly our projects with our safety teams before the projects. So many accidents caused on projects are by not having a good daily plan for every activity you're going to have. And we use drones and we use, um, you know, the videos from yesterday. It's almost like um, football coaches working with our teams to, to anticipate every risk that could come their way. So that's one way. Yeah, we were told that a project superintendent turned a potentially life-saving idea into reality because of the culture and leadership at Clayco. Can you tell us more about that? Sure. Um, Kyle up in uh, Quincy, Washington, one of our great superintendents um, on a really complex, high-hazard project that we're building uh, a hyperscale data center, over 700 electricians on the job, and a lot of people on high lifts. And uh, I went to the job site maybe a year and a half ago or a year ago, and uh, Kyle pulled me aside and took me over to this, like, shed that they had out on the project and took me inside and showed me his secret weapon that he's trying to create, which is a safety mechanism on a high reach that, um, you know, is just a very innovative idea. And um, as soon as I saw it, he said, you know, hey, this is going to cost some money. I said, I have your back. I'll, I'll invest the money. And then, you know, we connected them locally with WeSee, um, the giant rental company that, ha- that rents all- us all of our high reaches and stuff. And um, there's just been a great collaboration. That's, you know, we want to empower our teams to think like that. You know, I love the idea of empowered teams. I mean, when I think of most of the great innovations that happen, they don't happen from the top down. It happens from, from the bottom up. And Bob, talk a little bit about the culture that you've set overall for Clayco and, and how you are able to create this opportunity for those on with literal boots on the ground, or maybe boots high up in the air if they're in a lift. What is the culture like that allows them to bring these ideas to, to uh, possibly to fruition? It's a culture of ownership. It's, a, it's, a, it's turning every single person into the company uh, into a person who can stand in my shoes as an owner in the business. You know, it's an open book managed business. It's a business where every person in the company knows my strategy and I know how they fit in my strategy and, and uh, vice versa. And, you know, it's, a, it's a, all about communication and open book transparent behavior. Um, I hope we get to talk about the convention center, which I'm sure I'm going to take plenty of hits and, and people are going to uh, bang me on the head for it. But I just want to point out, uh, to follow up on what you just said, and that is that I didn't come up with the idea. 
some of my urban planners completely did this on their own, the same way Kyle invented this safety mechanism for the high reaches. And uh, one day they came in my office and they said, hey, we have a big idea. It's kind of crazy and we want to show it to you. This was about two and a half years ago. Um, uh, Time flew by with COVID and everything happening. But when I saw the plan, I was like, holy cow, we should do that. So um, I didn't mean to switch gears on you, but but I just, you know, I think empowered people in your business is uh, is is a is an unbelievable way to create value in an organization. We would love to get into that, uh, and we'll circle back to that in just a little bit, Bob. Uh, but uh, I'd like to learn more about the the motivation for employees. It's one thing to foster an environment where they know that they can move up, they can take these ideas, they can get them done. But how do you motivate them to want to take that extra extra step to to really get out there and, and do something that might not be in their job description to stay a little later? But how do you foster that passion? Well, well, first of all, they have a huge ownership in the profits in the business. Last year, we uh, paid out over 29% of our, our profits to our employees. So they have real, you know, they're real invested in the business, and we're investing in them, and that creates ownership, that they're sharing in the profits of the business. That's first and foremost, that they're sharing in the strategy of the business. And that we just have such an incredible high level of communication across the organization. Um, I just don't know another place like it. You know, we're constantly recruiting people. We've probably added about 500 people in the last 12 months now. And um, I fly around and meet these people on the job sites or in offices. We just opened an office in Phoenix. And they just say that immediately their immediate reaction is that they've never worked any place like this, where they feel so invested in kind of the strategy and what we're doing. And they have such great access to the leadership in the company that they, they feel like they're just part of everything that we're doing. And that, you know, that's going to that's going to result in the kind of behavior that um, ultimately is in our clients' best interest. Well, Bob, you talked uh, just pre- just recently, just now, about investing in your people. But another innovative approach to Clayco's leadership is investment in the community. Can you talk a little bit about the uh, the black-led local organizations that have received significant cash sums through Clayco's Juneteenth Juneteenth Fund, which I think was established last year? I mean, that's a, that's an innovative way to not just impact your employees' lives, but the the lives of those in your community. Yeah. Well, you know, I think. You know, I've always been very focused on, um, you know, putting putting back into the communities that where where I've derived my success. And I think that, you know, from a very early period in time, as I was recruiting people and hiring people, you know, I think it's a big cut check to ask people like, what do you want to do, you know, when you're not working? How do you put back? We're looking for ambitious people. But we are also looking for people who have a track record of community service, of being on their school newspaper, you know, team when they were in college and uh, people who are not strictly focused on on making a bunch of money, but want to make a big difference. And, you know, I think that um, community is such a big part of everything Clayco does. You know, the diversity and inclusion thing didn't start. When when uh, Michael Brown 
incident in Ferguson when, when he was killed. Um, the, the diversity and inclusion thing started on day one when I adopted Todd. You know, I have a, um, a son that I adopted 37 years ago who has his own minority business today. But, um, but Todd really pushed as he got older and as he was seeing some of the injustices, uh, particularly in the construction industry, you know, he was really pushing us to focus on minority inclusion, not just in subcontracting and suppliers, but also in the workforce. And so this has been just kind of a part of our DNA for so long that when these other things came along, um, that were moments in time that really got the attention uh, of the of a bigger of a bigger audience, and especially corporate America, our customers started really, really getting embedded and focused on um, you know social justice kind of issues. You know, it was just a natural for us to to kind of you know make it a center point of our conversations. Many many of our clients actually reached out to us to ask us how to help them, you know, with their construction projects and their hiring, focus on these, these diversity and inclusion issues. It goes to, to also our culture of safety in the organization, that nobody should ever get hurt on a construction job. It goes to sustainability today. Climate change is real, and our customers are really, really focused on this. And you take safety, diversity, and inclusion – and social justice, and you get social impact, you know, and that's where our customers' heads are today. And they're looking for companies like ours to participate, to lead, and to help them become better, and they make us better. And I think so we have to hire people that are of like mind with those kind of social impact issues. We're talking with Bob Clark of Clay Co. on KMOX. And, and speaking of that, given the climate today, how is recruitment? How is the effort to find employees? Are you successful or how difficult is it right now? You know, we are not having a hard time. We are, we are um, I think, because of the things that we're talking about today, we're the kind of company where people want to land. I think, although we're, you know, we're one of the first companies um, to be pushing the vaccines and to get back to work in the office. You know, we, we've been back in the office completely since May 10th, although we were never really completely gone. Um, and we haven't lost a single person. Um, we, you know, we think we are the, empl- you know, the uh, employer, uh, uh, choice employer for people who want to have uh, impact in the community, but also want to do their best work. And, uh, you know, we ha- we're, we're innovative in terms of our work uh, routines, too. You know, we're, we're telling people in Los Angeles, don't drive in traffic anymore. Work in the morning some, you know, during the traffic period, work from home, come in for lunch, come in when we need to come in, collaborate when we have to together in person. And um, when they can work from home, we're working from home. So I'm not a believer in... Uh, you know, getting rid of the office and having everybody work remotely because I think there's too much social interaction that is important. But I do think that you have to be flexible and meet uh, the demands of people's other parts of their life. And um, we found that we can be extremely efficient and be and be effective and have great flexibility. So we have not had trouble trouble hiring. We are we are recruiting at will, and like I said, we've. We've added about 500 people to the team in the last year, 
And uh, we've grown our business by almost a billion dollars in revenue this year across the country. And, um, you know, we're we're in a good we're in a good spot. Bob, just as a, as a follow up to that, you mentioned the pandemic. Uh, how has, you know, when we look at post pandemic life, how has that changed the technology you use, how you design buildings, uh, how you construct buildings? What kind of innovation is is being rolled out because of this new world we're in? Oh, yeah. No, the buildings are changing. All kind of, You know, we built a building called 215 North Peoria in uh, in Chicago, and, and we were just breaking ground with the developer Parkside Realty, Bob Whistlow in Chicago. Uh, we were breaking ground on the project right when the pandemic hit. I mean, literally, we were coming out of the ground and we started having incredible uh, brainstorming sessions about um, all the no touch stuff, all the HVAC changes changes in the elevator, um, first elevator in the country to have foot pedals. Like, literally, you go into the elevator and you can touch the, a button on the, you know, big, like a foot, a toe press thing. It's kind of interesting. And, and push what floor you want to get to without touching it with your hands. I mean, just all kinds of hands-free things in the bathrooms. I mean, there's, you know, 50 or 100 things, I think, um, you know, the stairways are wider. I mean, just uh, really um, common sense things, but taken to kind of the nth degree. The, the, the um, ultraviolet light in the HVAC systems. I mean, just tremendous, tremendous change. And now all of those things are being adapted into every, you know, every project. Bob Clark from Clayco is with us on KMOX, and the headline in the Post-Dispatch, 11th Hour Pitch, shakes St. Louis Convention Center expansion plans. Bob, you mentioned this earlier. We'd love to get your thoughts on what St. Louis should do with the Convention Center, and if the current plans are too inside the box, and what you're proposing. Well, I think the current plan, I don't know exactly what drove that three or four years ago, but we're in a very different time. We're in a different world. We have different political leadership. Uh, we have a, a great new young mayor, um, Tashar Jones, who's taking a fresh look at development. I don't know how much time she's gotten to spend on this actual issue, but I'm encouraging you know, her team. And, and um, I think Sam Page wasn't around when this plan was hatched. The state passed on the project because they didn't like this plan um, for all the right reasons, I think. But now there's new leadership at the state as well. And there's never, it's never too late to do what's right. You know, the city, um, the city is not in a good place right now. And I think everybody recognizes that. McLeod's Landing is in bad shape. Downtown is in bad shape. Crime is out of control. Um, there's not a lot to do. A lot of the infrastructure is old and broken. Um, do we really need, you know, uh, a quarter turn at our convention center to fix it, to, to get it on the right track. And all I, I'm asking people to do is take a step back before they hire a contractor, before the city, uh, the St. Louis County votes on investing another hundred million dollars in the project. Let's find out what the true cost is to the community. The North side becomes further cut off. You know, so, so, so many of our infrastructure decisions over the last 40 years have been made in almost a not fair, equitable way to, to 
to everybody involved. You've seen the latest arguments about highways that cut off black communities from from the downtown areas and that sort of thing. Well, this convention center does exactly the same thing to the north side. So uh, basically from all the way practically to the river, to the highway, all the way to 10th Street, this this is like the Berlin Wall completely blocking off the neighborhoods to the north. You wonder why there's so much crime up there. It's difficult to police. It's difficult to see. But worse than that, it's difficult for those people to access jobs and opportunity and float by flowing directly through to the downtown district. So, you know, so the, our urban planners came to me, as I said, a few years ago, and they just said, why is the city spending $200 million on a, like a patch job? Why are they making the dock situation along uh, the neighborhoods to the north even worse by going further west and cutting off more neighborhoods and people. Um, you know, we're for $200 million investment, we're really not getting that much. And so all I'm asking everybody to do, it's a different time, it's a different, we're in a different place, is to take a step back and reevaluate um, what we could do if we all thought, together, if we got the civic leadership, every civic leader that I've spoken to, and I've spoken to many, many of them about this plan. I've showed this plan to, to Bob Lachlan. I've showed this plan to Ron Kruchewski. I showed this plan to Jason Hall. I mean, I've been spending a lot of time and energy, and I don't have anything personally to gain. I just love the city, and I think that everybody should take a step back right, right now before it's too late. Um, and and reevaluate what could we really do if the state would get involved, if the county would get involved, the city, potentially even the state of Illinois. They benefit tremendously if we had a true convention center district. And um, I just don't think a, a city like Nashville that built an you know eight hundred million dollar convention center ten years ago should be in a better position than St. Louis should be to do the same kind of thing to uh, help turn our city around. All right, stick around. We'll be back with more Nothing Impossible right after this. St. Louis Innovation with Michael and Travis. Nothing Impossible on KMOX. Michael, we've talked a lot about geospatial on this show. We've talked about the job opportunities that, uh, that that's going to present. And we've also you know, started digging into this as being an opportunity to bring more people into that career field that maybe haven't been. And, and now we get to speak with uh, Leslie Gill, who's the president of Rung for Women, about bringing more women into the geospatial space. Leslie, thanks for joining us. Great. Thank you for having me. So, yeah, tell us about this new partnership between Rung and Maryville University and Greater St. Louis, Inc. Let's not forget them as well. Absolutely. Well, we are super excited to be um, sort of commissioning and curating a new geospatial course that will be targeted towards women. Um, The course will obviously be offered to our members, we call our participants members, And really, you know, the end game for Rung for Women is to ensure that more women uh, make more money and get into career pathways that pay a family-sustaining wage. And geospatial is obviously an industry that has huge growth potential um, in St. Louis, in the region, and across the country. And so 
our goal was to create an, a, a pathway into geospatial careers that would uh, make it easy and accessible for women um, that they could, you know, get done fairly quickly and move into those good paying jobs. And Maryville has just been such an amazing partner in innovation that, you know, they were just the right, the right fit for uh, getting, getting this program off the ground. Leslie, this uh, really struck me in the uh, announcement of this. According to the National Science Foundation, women represent half of the overall workforce, but only 35% of the technology workforce. Why is that? Yeah, I, I think what we found through our research is that, you know, women typically aren't exposed to careers in technology. And um, when it when they are, it takes, you know, sponsorship and mentorship likely from other women who have had some success in the field. And so, you know, we see this as an opportunity to make huge gains for women in, in technology careers, but especially geospatial. And so, you know, it has to be the training needs to be accessible. It needs to be, you know, short term and there need to be direct pathways to, to employers so that women know, you know, what jobs are available and what it takes to get into those career pathways. And so we have just found that, you know, Maryville and a number of local employers like T. Carter have have just really stepped up and made the inroads for women uh, really easy. And you talk a little bit in this announcement about some of the things that that are, I guess, that get in the way of of women pursuing you know, advancing their careers, things like uh, childcare, uh, the, the the coaching that might be necessary, especially going into a male-dominated sector like technology. Talk, talk to, us, to us a little bit about the role that Rung plays in helping provide, you know, social and, and emotional support for women and your members that are wanting to go into these programs. Well, I mean, definitely. You mentioned coaching, and coaching is really the first step in that journey for us. Uh, having um, access to a coach, life coach, executive coach, uh, typically is out of bounds and unaffordable for, you know, working class people, working class women especially. And so, you know, what is foundational to RUNG is access to coaching so that you can look forward, not back, and really think about, you know, what do I want to be when I grow up? Um, how do I get there? And, and having a coach as an accountability partner to really hold you to meeting your goals. And so at Rung, you know, in addition to coaching, we also provide a direct pathway into a variety of careers and geospatial happens to be one, but really by curating those training opportunities on site so that uh, women can go through these courses together so they have a built-in support system of other like-minded women because we know that these industries typically don't have um, an, uh, a large percentage of women. The research certainly tells us that. So we are really focused on getting you know, women into these industries together so they can be each other's support systems, so that they can grow and learn in those industries together. And so that they can also, you know, uh, overcome barriers together like childcare. You know, COVID certainly put the burden of um, parenting and, and education on the backs of many, many women. And so we know that, you know, particularly in spaces like technology, that that additional support system is going to be really important as they grow in their career pathways.
We're talking with Leslie Gill, who's the president of Rung for Women. And as you mentioned, getting rid of barriers, and we, we talk about this partnership with Maryville University. Um, is that is that part of it, making it uh, easy? There's one institution to go to. You don't have to compare degree programs here and there. And what is this employer really going to be looking at? Is this school the best? Maryville is just part of the track. And also removing barriers, this is an online curriculum. Yeah, that that's correct. I mean, it it has been such an an excellent partnership, not just with Maryville, but with the employers who are sitting with Rung and Maryville and really telling us directly, like, what are they looking for? They're helping us design the curriculum. So it takes all the guesswork out of, well, you know, what do employers really want when they're looking for uh, people who are coming into the geospatial industry? Like, you know, they're, they're sitting right there with us, co-creating the curriculum. And obviously, with the curriculum being online, it makes it really accessible. A lot of the work is um, self-paced. And so, you know, uh, our members, women can do it, you know, outside of their current career pathways. Um, they can do it when, you know, kids go to bed. So it's really that that nimbleness that we have just found uh, Maryville just to be so agile and such a great partner in innovation and really thinking through, like, how do you create uh, career pathways and training opportunities that really appeal to, you know, today's workforce and, and all of the challenges that have come as a result of uh, living through a pandemic? Well, the NGA... West headquarters in, in North St. Louis is com- targeted for completion in 2024. Uh, is now the time for people to start thinking about career opportunities in geospatial? What is that? What's the onboarding look like and what type of opportunities are maybe available even before NGA opens? Yeah, I, I mean, absolutely. I think um, a number of employers have told us that they're they're starting to ramp up in preparation for the new NGA headquarters here in St. Louis. And St. Louis is actually going to become sort of a hub for geospatial. So, you know, other um, investments around, you know, geospatial technology and geospatial opportunities will exist here in St. Louis um, because, you know, NGA has been sort of a first mover, but, you know, lots of other people are seeing St. Louis just as attractive and, you know, we can make sure that they have a really strong talent pool to recruit from. I think that's the, the beauty of the Maryville Rung Partnership. And tell us a little bit more, Leslie, about Rung for Women, this St. Louis headquartered organization that's in the business of empowering women. Tell us more about Rung. Sure. So Rung for Women is obviously an organization that is really focused on getting more women to make more money. And we want women to move into careers that pay a family-sustaining wage that won't be obsolete in 10 to 15 years and uh, will also help them uh, with give them growth opportunities. And so we opened our doors in August of 2020, and we welcomed our first cohort in March of 2021. About 100 women are at their first milestone of completing their coaching journey. And so now they're ready to start exploring a variety of new careers and new career pathways, or many of them are interested in growing in their existing field because they've been stuck. They've been overlooked for promotions and they can't figure out, you know, what has, has stalled them. And so we help them with executive functioning skills and 
communication and advanced professional skills to make sure that they can continue to grow um, in their careers, but also have a, a life that is on purpose. And so um, we work with them on removing barriers. So there's counseling and therapy. There's access to a medical center, yoga, healthy eating, nutrition, um, just a whole variety of, of services where women can come and really invest in themselves and focus on what's best for their future and the future of their families. Well, and if people wanted to get involved in RUNG or in this uh, specific program related to geospatial, how do they get involved? How do they get more information? Certainly. Uh, the best way is through our website at RUNG, R-U-N-G, 4-F-O-R-Women.org. Um, we're located at 2717 Sydney Street, right in the heart of Fox Park. So come by and see us or check out our website. We're obviously on all of the social media um, sites. So, you know, we're very accessible and uh, welcome uh, volunteers as well as members. And so just we're, we're here and we're, we're taking new members and we'll take two cohorts of members uh, in the fall and the spring of every year. That is Leslie Gill, the president of Rung for Women, great organization headquartered right here in St. Louis. And again, go to Rung for Women, R-U-N-G for women.org to get more information, especially on this geospatial program in partnership with several companies in the St. Louis region, Maryville University and Greater St. Louis, Inc. Thank you so much, Leslie. Of course. Thank you for having me. And stay tuned. We've got more Nothing Impossible just ahead on KMOX. Now back to Nothing Impossible on the Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Site selector John Boyd, who advises companies including AT&T, Boeing, and J.P. Morgan Chase on where to put their facilities baseline. What is the perception if, if a company is looking for a new uh, site, uh, a new metro area to look at? What, what's the impression of St. Louis uh, going into what happened this week? Uh, unfortunately... Michael, St. Louis is becoming the poster child for major urban cities losing businesses and, and residents due to crime, homelessness, and lack of accountability on the part of its elected leaders. What is the impact then of, uh, I mean, are these kind of micro points really looked at? Is it more broad strokes of narrative? What's the impact of what happened this week? This is very significant. We're living in an era of unprecedented mobility for people and for companies. And the out-migration of, of signature employers like Centene, which, which cited record levels of crime with their Charlotte expansion, and this uh, horrible shooting outside of Square's uh, a new office complex, this, this is very significant. And you know we're seeing the same type of concern with the out-migration we're seeing in other major cities around the country. Uh, cities like San Francisco, where companies like Charles Schwab and Oracle have recently left and cited crime and homelessness as major, major issues. And I, and I can say this, that you know, our, our firm is, we're asked to identify a, a lot of different uh, data points for the site selection process, uh, the cost of doing business and, and, and taxes, and all sorts of different demographic data. And, and, and increasingly, we're being asked to look at crime and homeless statistics and, you know, gauging just how accountable elected leaders are, mayors, district attorneys, other elected officials are to the business community. You know, site-seeking companies 
and, and employers and job creators want to feel they have a seat at the table with respect to these lifestyle considerations. And, and unfortunately, in St. Louis, uh, that is not the, the feeling that many job creators and site-seeking companies have today. When uh, we talk to St. Louis Boosters, of course, they say, well, you look at what Square just did, Accenture Federal Services opened a big office here, Bungie moved their world headquarters here. Um, so the news isn't all bad. How, how do you temper and, and get a, a real look at, uh, you know, how things are going here? Well, well you know, I, I can tell you that uh, St. Louis has been successful. You mentioned a number of uh, projects. Accenture, clearly a, a major exciting project. St. Louis has been working hard to make a case for itself in uh, booming industries like biosciences and, and financial services and aerospace. Uh, uh, our client, uh, uh, Boeing, is, is now the largest employer uh, in St. Louis. Okay, so uh, of course the, the news is not all bad, but uh, you know these, these lifestyle and crime issues are real and they are uh, impacting corporate site selection decisions today. So we've heard about how this is such a, a big opportunity, especially for a region like St. Louis that wants to pick up on some of these relocations. Does this news, does this perception, despite the, the positives, you know, the, the number of amenities and support organizations that are here versus similar sized areas, the low cost, does that get wiped out and this, this huge opportunity in this, in this great resettlement get wiped out now by St. Louis's, St. Louis's problems? Well, there's, there's no perfect location. Every location has trade-offs. Executives are wise enough to, to understand that. But, you know, again, it's about accountability uh, coming from you know, elected officials. So a common denominator among markets attracting industry, leaving San Francisco and leaving New York, in addition to having favorable tax structures and a low cost of doing business, you tend to have a, you know, a, a leadership in place that uh, does not talk about things like defunding the police, that is serious about uh, dealing with a homeless uh, population and making the business community feel that it has a seat at the table and solving these issues. All right. So thank you so much for joining us. Make sure you download the podcast and come back next week. We'll talk about what's new and what's next right here on Nothing Impossible on KMOX. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. Allow 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.